0: Hi. My name is Melissa Deely, and I'm a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner. And during this blissful parenting boot camp, I am going to be talking about does the food your children eat cause behavioral issues? And we're going to dig into that. And we're also going to be talking about common and little known nutrient deficiencies that can impact kids' behavior. We're also going to be talking about how we got here and what's going on in our world today that is triggering this, because we all know there are more diagnoses of kids with behavioral issues than at any other time in the history of the earth. So why is that happening? And I will also be talking about lab testing and ways that you can actually find out exactly what is going on inside your child's little body. Is it food intolerances? We can test for that. Do they have bacterial or yeast overgrowth? We can test for that. Or maybe they're deficient in their vitamins or their minerals, or maybe they've been exposed to some toxins that are in their body at a level that is too high for their body to be coping with. And we can test for that. So I look forward to having you join us at this workshop boot camp and digging deep with you to figure out what may be going on inside your child's body that is causing behavioral issues. So don't forget to register for the Blissful Parenting Behavior Bootcamp at blissfulparentingbootcamp.com. See you there. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake-up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am the host, Melissa Dealey, and I am really excited about today's episode. It continues along with my theme of food. And the message that I want to share with people today is this concept of we have a food industry that doesn't care about our health. And we have a health industry that doesn't care about our food. And I have a wonderful guest here today that can further uh, navigate you through this concept. And her name is Mandy Geffy. And she is a uh, the owner of Pura Vida Nutrition specializes in helping clients who struggle with low energy and exhaustion related to chronic stress, associated symptoms, have a major impact on individuals, both personally and professionally. And I want to invite Mandy to share her story with you. And so welcome. Thank you for being here, Mandy.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me on, Melissa. I'm really excited to come on and chat with you today. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think this is such a great topic to highlight for people because so often we uh, believe that, you know, when we go into the grocery store and buy food, that everything in the grocery store is safe for us. And that isn't always the case. And we want to have food be our medicine. But in today's age, what we put on the end of our fork can be the slowest form of poison or our greatest form of medicine. And highlighting that through this month long series on food is really my goal. So people can make better choices in regards to their food and therefore their health. But first let's get into your story, your background and how you came to be an expert in this field
1: absolutely I would love to I'd love to jump into my story for sure um, so this field is something i I didn't necessarily um, enter this field on purpose <laughs> in the beginning to be honest with you um, my education and background is actually in nursing so I took my bachelor of Science in nursing and I graduated and started working in acute care and emergency uh, in the rural setting so I have about 10 years experience nursing already and um, be t- like throughout my 10-year t- career I worked in two different hospitals, um, saw a lot of different things come in uh, uh, in regards to like health and wellness and uh, just different illnesses come in. And so this, my nutrition education is something that I entered um, into after the fact, and it was actually, I got, uh, after I got sick myself. And so um, I can share a little bit about that experience too, if you would like. (laughs) Well, I would love to, because I can
0: well imagine working in a rural setting, in acute care, in you know, emergency, basically the stress of that. And so my mind is already going to, well, that stress is probably one of the root causes of your illness. So I would love you to um, continue sharing that part of your story.
1: Absolutely, for sure. And so um, coming up to my health uh, and wellness difficulties, I was working in the hospital full time. I was working days and nights. And um, as I was building my practice in the first few years, uh, it was very high stress and working in the rural setting, Uh, what I see a little bit of everything. So I did labor and delivery, I did emergency, I did acute, I did all ages like um, care across the lifespan. And so it was, it was very stressful because there was a lot of learning that I had to do um, right off the bat. I had to take cardiac care courses and uh, trauma courses and things like that to build my initial practice. And so I feel like I pretty much worked nonstop for about three years right at the beginning. I didn't say no very often, and so uh, anytime they needed me to work f- extra hours or to pick up an extra shift or anything like that, I was I would always agree to it because I wanted uh, I wanted to provide that support, right? Like I wanted to be reliable on that. Um, and I also had a rough time managing my stress in that role. So I would I I didn't know how to or maybe just didn't give myself the amount of time that I needed to really manage my stress well and deal with things as they were coming up. Obviously in that there's some difficult things that happen too. Like, um, I I was faced with a lot of deaths and, um, different things like that, that I wasn't used to dealing with all the time. So, um, I would kind of just like ball up my stress and like pound it down to the pit of my stomach. And I thought, I'll just go back to it later and deal with it later. Right. So this kind of, uh, it kind of led into a perfect storm for me, I believe looking back on that time now, because, um, uh, after a couple of years of practice, I ended up I, I got pregnant. me and my husband we wanted to start a family and have kids. so um, I got I, I got pregnant, which I was very excited for that. Uh, it was uh, like immediately following a miscarriage so it was excitement although still dealing with some stress and some personal things in my life as well um looking back I feel like maybe that was a sign for, that my body was like talking to me and telling me like maybe I need to refuel a little bit before I uh enter into this pregnancy and and building another human although that's not really a time and space that I gave myself I I honestly um I I didn't give much time and dedication to the pregnancy, to be honest. I, I continued on with my nursing career and I continued working, um, pretty much nonstop. I was like, ah, growing a human, that shouldn't slow me down. Right. And, uh, so it did, it kind of got me to this place where I feel like I ended up in a perfect storm. And, um, It was after uh, the delivery of my first son that everything kind of just came crashing down. Like I I totally hit a wall. Um, My son was born early. He was uh, a little bit premature and he was born with an underlying illness. And um, even before he was born, I wasn't sleeping hardly at all. As, as, as a shift worker, I was barely sleeping and I didn't have that good sleep routine. Um, and then after he was born, of course, new moms, they don't really sleep. They're not they're not notorious for regular sleep. Really, right? So um, a few months after my son was born, um, I remember just uh, I, I was sitting in the living room with my husband. Uh, we had been fighting quite a lot. Uh, and I could tell I, I wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy. I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed. I had brain fog all the time. And we were fighting quite often. And I remember sitting in the living room and he just looked at me. It was, it was right after another argument. And I was like, still kind of mopping up my tears. And he looked over to me and he said, you know what, like, Mandy, I love you. I love you so much. Um, And you mean the world to me. Although I know that you're not okay. And our family isn't going to make it unless you get professional help. So that was, that was kind of my breaking point. I could tell because as a nurse previously, now as a mom, I always felt like I should be the helper. Um, And I, and I wasn't one to really ask for support. Although I knew, um, I knew in that moment that I, that I had to do something. I had to get some help from somewhere or else my family and everything that I knew my life was just going to crumble. So that's, that's the experience that I had. And so now I had this decision. I had this choice to make of like, What am I going to
0: do next? So before we go into that, I just want to say that, you know, so often uh, people that have, you know, big hearts and that are healers that want to help others, we're just programmed to putting all our energy into helping others. And we forget to look after ourselves. And, you know, it's just coming back to that reminder of we can't serve from an empty cup is so important right and self-care and in the moment though we're so caught up in it we don't realize but I also think that the importance of that isn't something that we're necessarily taught when we're growing up so it may not have even been a tool that you were aware of that you even had to go to while you were going through all of this
1: is would that be right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, when I tell my story, that is what I hear from other moms so often is just that, yeah, like I'm just so used to being a caregiver, right? I forget to care for myself. And, um, honestly, my awareness of where I was at at that point in my life, um, was really low. It was my husband that noticed. It wasn't me. Like if you would ask me and have been like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. It was my husband who came to me and said, you know what? I feel like you're not fine. (laughs) And that's hard to hear. It it is. It's really difficult to hear. Although um, just understanding that he was approaching me out of love and um, wanting me to do what I could to kind of help to get myself back was huge uh, in our family and so yeah you're right like a lot of us we don't have these tools necessarily just ingrained it's something that we need to get curious about and develop right like that's that's why we have coaches and that's why we have support people like yourself and myself right so
0: exactly and you know kudos to your husband for coming to you you know out of love and recommending that to you and even more so that you listened, because that's the other piece is that, you know, we feel like asking for help is a sign of weakness, but really it's a sign of strength. Having that ability to say, yes, I need help to move forward and that's okay. And I'm going to get the help that I need. And again, Certainly, you know, in the generation I was raised in, I feel like we're just all taught girls and boys, man up, you know, suck it up, live with it, deal with it, as opposed to being shown other resources that are out there, not only taught about self-care as a key resource or a key tool, but other resources that are available to people and that it takes courage and it's a sign of strength to reach out for them. And it isn't a sign of weakness.
1: Yes, absolutely. It absolutely is. And that was a, that was a huge learning point for me. And I feel like that's, that's one of the biggest parts that I've had to focus on in my growth since that time, like that's been, that's been over seven years ago now, or right around seven years ago, although I've been having to grow and develop in this area ever since then, because it is, it's absolutely a practice, right? It's never a perfect, it's always a practice. And so, yes, absolutely. And so what I ended up doing, so at this, at that time, my husband said, you know what, you just need help. And my, my son was only about four months old at that time. He is still really quite young and in the doctor's appointments and um, after they discharge you from the hospital, they always say as new moms, if if you feel like you're struggling or if you feel um, like you're having uh, thoughts to harm yourself or the baby or anything like that, you just you, you phone your doctor and you make an appointment. So that's what I did. And I knew this as a, as a nurse myself, this is, this is what we do. We phone the doctor and we make an appointment. The doctor's going to help us. And so I went to my doctor's appointment and I, I don't want to discount my doctor at all because my doctor was very empathetic. Um, He, he was thorough, very thorough throughout the entire process. Although um, when I went into my doctor, he said, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I get this from a lot of moms. I can offer you a prescription. And in order for you to take that prescription, you're going to have to stop breastfeeding your son. So here I am faced with a, with a choice, right? Um, I, I Either I, I wean my son. And the biggest thing about that is um, the the happy hormones that are released in a woman's body when she's breastfeeding her son, I'm pretty sure that was the only thing that was actually holding my family together, to be honest. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the only thing keeping me from, like, seriously harming probably my husband first, to be honest. It was... <laughs> it was bad, but those happy hormones, yeah. I just, well, absolutely. And I Lisa, was just
0: going to say that you're being asked to give up one of the few things that's bringing you great joy in order to take a prescription medication to make you feel happy and have joy, right? So it's, it's a trade-off, but it's not necessarily a good one.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and it felt it felt like a really difficult decision for me to make because coming from a background of medicine too, like I, I honestly, I had that education of, okay, these these medications are supposed to help. They're supposed to improve the problem. Although I I had the background education as well of some of the side effects that can come along with those medications and how things can sometimes get worse before they get better. And so I, I wasn't against the medication itself and sometimes uh it it can be definitely um necessary in order to turn a corner or what have you to have that underlying support although for me I just I, I asked him I'm like are there are there any steps before this? Like is there anything else I can do? Can I go out and like is there is there any any other steps before uh prescription and um not breastfeeding my son anymore and he said you know what like Uh, you can go out and you can take a look you can I'm sure that there's lots of services and stuff I just don't know of any so um, and if you feel like you want the prescription later on just come on back and I'll give it to you so it was kind of I felt like I was kind of in the situation where it's like oh well you're smart like you go out and figure it out and if you don't find anything else then just come on back and we'll give you this thing that I offered you and it Uh, to me, it just, I see, I see these memes now and I see these posts of um, women who say like the the postpartum care should be just as lengthy and just as uh thorough as like the preterm care when we're going in as as women when we're pregnant we're going into the appointments like weekly and bi-weekly leading up to the delivery and then after it's like one appointment like six weeks and you're good to go right and so um I just I I felt like there there should have been more steps I guess I didn't feel 100% supported and so once again I come of this appointment and I I told my husband I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to go this route yet. I have nothing against women or, or anybody who makes that decision. It's a very personal decision. And I, and I totally understand that. Although I just felt like it wasn't right for me at that time in my heart, I wasn't ready for that. And so I, I definitely, I had to go and ask my husband for support again. I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep looking. I am going to get help. Um, so it was really important for him to, just to still be on board and, um, support me through that decision-making process as well. hundred percent, because it does take time and energy to
0: have to source all, you know, further help for yourself. Right. And while you're using that time and that energy, it's further depleting you in other areas. And so having your husband on board and supporting you is In that is so important, because there's probably still a few fights, there's probably tears, there's, you know, days where you still feel like crap, and you're trying to look after yourself. And it just takes longer because of the depleted state that you were in.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like there was, there was a lot. And there were, there were quite a few steps that I needed to go to in order to find, find my health and myself again. And so what I did uh, after I left that appointment, um, I started looking around and I started doing a little bit of research into caregivers in my area. And I, I was pretty prior to this, I was pretty narrow focused on medicine. I was like, blinders up, healthcare is the way to go, medicine is the only path. And so this was this was a very new venture for me. I, I realized that in order to follow the path that I wanted to and that I, that I knew felt right and aligned with my own values, I would have to step out of that. And I would have to step into alternative or complementary healthcare. And so I started doing some research. And what I started finding was... Um, well, uh, just a number of different answers. I started to realize that there are quite a number of different steps and uh, quite a few things that I could do prior to taking that step and accepting that prescription. And so that's what I got started on. Um, I found and I made a, an appointment with the doctor in naturopathic medicine. And part of what she did for me was um, she created a supplement regime for me because my body was just so depleted after working the shift work for so long and um Uh, than the pregnancy itself, like I was just, I was completely depleted without sleeping and everything. I was, I was so depleted. I actually now refer to it uh, as postpartum depletion, not depression. It was postpartum (laughs) depletion is what I was experiencing. You know what? And
0: that is a great term. And as you say that perfect storm, right? Because living in a state of chronic stress, which can happen in your line of work, particularly of, you know, dealing with emergencies, crises, people dying, et cetera on top of that shift work, so on top of that poor sleep, that just has us burning through our vitamins and minerals to such a huge degree. And because it's all happening inside our body, we don't see it, we're just not aware of it. But I run lab tests for that and see those lab tests for my clients. And there's such a connection between that high stress and then depletion. But on top of that, you've just grown another human life. And so your body's had to give every, well, not everything but a portion of what you had limited as it was to your son. So that's a great term, postpartum depletion.
1: Yeah, I use that quite often in my practice, and um, I kind of liken depression and uh, resilience on a teeter-totter, and this is how I explain it to my clients. Clients. So when your resilience is low, so when your body's depleted, you haven't been resting very well or sleeping very well, um, and you're kind of burning yourself out, that's really low resilience. That's when depression has the opportunity to kind of rise and rear its head. I don't think that it's one of these where it's all or nothing. It's just kind of kind of like a teeter totter. So my resilience was really low, and I just needed I needed to fuel my body back up. And honestly, when I started thinking about it in that term, in those terms, so when I started seeing the results for myself. So so when I started seeing the evidence in my own body, it was after I got some of that counseling and some of that supplementation and started getting really curious about like, okay, the food that I'm putting into my body really matters because I feel different when I put different types of food in. Um, it, it was those things that really started, uh, I started to make the connection of, okay, so food and fueling my body, right, putting the right things in my body does the things that it's supposed to do. And I feel good. And looking back, I think if I had taken that prescription, that's not what it's meant to do. And that's not that's not what it does as a whole. It, does, it wouldn't have refueled my body. Um, and once again, like nothing against the medication or people who make that decision. I just know for myself, it wouldn't have provided that, that fuel and those nutrients that my body needed and was asking for. And I feel like that would have been um, kind of a cycle that I would have uh, gone into that I don't know that I... I don't know that it could have gotten out of it. Yeah, it either. could have just been a slippery slope, right? Because
0: it wouldn't be refueling and replenishing your body. It would be potentially masking symptoms at the same time as causing some damage to your gut, which we know prescription medications do. And over time, because you're still not getting to the root cause of the issue, which was your depletion, it would work for a while and then not work. And so then you need a higher dose. And it ends up being something that, you know, maybe you have to be on for a really long time or for life, which, you know, big pharma loves the idea of that because they get a payment every time you pop a pill, but that's not true health. That is sick care, not health care.
1: Oh yeah, you're so right. You're totally right. And so, and so then I started, I really started feeling this to my core. And honestly, it only took me about five I would say about five months of, like I said, going through the counseling and really kind of sticking to a really good regime. And I did, I started to feel myself come back again. I started sleeping again, which was amazing. That was like top notch. I was like, wow. Um, and and so that's that- when you realize how important sleep
0: is, right? Is when you actually get it and realize how much you love it. And I've, again, worked with clients in this area of sleep and they knew they were sleep deprived, but didn't realize how much they were missing it until they started sleeping again. And they're like, oh my God, I had no idea how important it was and how much better I'm functioning as a result of getting sleep.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, the more that I kept on uh, just taking part and making shifts in my own lifestyle, I was starting, my husband was starting to see results too. One of the biggest ones is my son. I said that he was born with an underlying illness and we had him in the emergency department um, like every month. Maybe, maybe even more often than that it it felt like it was like a, a revolving door um just because he was born in late fall, and um he wasn't only prone to infections, he would also get uh what we call croup uh so this uh it, it's kind of like a really bad cold, although um late at night, usually around midnight, uh, babies who suffer from croup well then they they have a rough time breathing, and so then they have this really barky cough, and they just are not able to catch their breath. And so my son, we had him in the emergency department all the time getting steroids and antibiotics because he, he was just, he was a sick little boy. And I started incorporating some of the nutrition that I was incorporating for myself. I started incorporating it for him too. And I noticed his health pivot like pretty much immediately he he would still kind of get the respiratory stuff although it wouldn't be as bad and his uh, infection started like spacing out further and further and further between and so he just started his little body just started recovering so um so much more quickly as well when I started incorporating the same nutrients for him and it makes sense because if I was depleted he would have been born depleted too right and so I, yes I was able to start filling him up as well.
0: Yeah. And And it's so wonderful how the human body responds. It is designed as a self-healing machine, right? It heals a cup finger. It heals a broken arm. We just have to give it, bring it back into a state of balance enough where it can do what it is supposed to do. But when it's seriously depleted, it just can't do that. But in using nutrition, using supplementation to bring your body and his body back to place of balance, then it can start healing. And it happens so
1: quickly. For sure. For sure. And especially like in my son, because he was, he's so, he's so young and brand new. It was amazing to see like the, the, how quickly he just did a 180 and his health improved so much more. And so um, once I started seeing this evidence in my own family and seeing it so blatantly, that's when I started getting so much more curious about okay the food what what are we missing because i i'm from a background where like my family is farmers and uh we always grew our own garden right like i i felt like i was eating pretty healthy previously and i started to realize like if i was missing some of these main components in my own household then Maybe it's a little. Maybe there's a little bit more to it than just um, just what's kind of like on the surface. And so I really started digging into it, and that's when I that's when I started supplementing my education with nutrition, and um, took uh, well two and a half. I took two separate courses, um, so I ended up taking two and a half years of nutrition education after that to become a holistic nutrition practitioner. Um, just simply because I was so curious. I just wanted to keep learning more and more and more about it. And I started- Isn't that awesome? When you discover your passion,
0: that learning about it becomes the joy and you can't stop. I know that feeling and it's a wonderful place to be.
1: Oh, for sure. Because I, I started feeling like I was really getting to the source. I was getting to the root and starting to understand. And even in my mind now, I picture it like, our I just picture the nutrients and everything like, like little le- Lego blocks, right? And our body just needs the right Lego blocks to put all the pieces together and put everything in place. So that's what I really started um, looking into and leaning into. And um, just kind of And helping to support people by putting the whole picture together like that's like holistic is in my title because our body is a it's whole and everything works together synergistically, if we have parts and pieces um, that are missing. Then our body's not going to work synergistically like it should. It, it starts to cause some chaos, and then we see that appear in different um, in, in different in, in different functions all over the place, right? And so I started seeing our, our body and our health in such a different way. Um, and, and you think about it, like our body reproduces its cells; it's constantly regenerating new cells and re, and reproducing itself. And the only thing that it has to reproduce its cells from is the food that we eat. That's that's the fuel. That's the building blocks. That's what it uses. Yeah. And
0: it started to make
1: have- more sense to me that that's that's how we get to the root of what our body's creating. And like you said, it can it can be um, it can be so functional and positive, or our body can just be used to detoxify other things in the environment.
0: Yes, exactly. And I can imagine that as you got into this learning, that it was. Quite an aha for you from your previous learning going through nursing school, et cetera, where a lot of the work is looking at one organ at a time versus that whole being in that holistic approach and understanding how interconnected we are and you know the fact that the gut is our second brain and when the guts off the brain is going to be off or vice versa or if the guts off it can cause hormonal issues hormonal issues can cause insulin problems etc 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 and now you're starting to understand you know with feeding and fueling our body right is the starting point of all of these other spin-off effects whether they happen in a negative way or a positive way.
1: Oh yes, uh, definitely. Because even the way our body can uh, communicates, uh, it can almost it can start to create a domino effect. When when like I said, when when we get some chaos happening or when we get something that's not functioning quite properly, it does. It creates this whole dominoes effect. And so when we come with um, one medication or or one intervention sometimes it can be really helpful for sure. Although we always need to be looking and that. I feel like you really do this in your practice too. We always need to be looking and expanding on, okay, so we had this in balance. What else could have rippled out from that? We need to address those situations too. And we need to make sure that the whole body is happy for sure.
0: Exactly. I love that. So, um, keep going into where you've come now, because I know you've developed a whole practice out of this. And um, I've seen some of your work and I know that you create recipes and you teach people how to eat in a really healthy way without it being a lot of work. You try to simplify it so it's doable for people. And I think that's what's important because we live in a really busy world. And if it's too hard people can't do it. And so in my work with your guided health journey, I do the same thing. I try to keep things simple and guide people so they can relax into the process. And I know you do that too. So let the audience know how you do that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all righty that sounds good yes uh that is exactly what I do and so uh fast forward like I said I've been on my journey now um, for the last seven years and I've actually come to a point where I realized working within healthcare and working as a registered nurse I still did it part-time up until about a year ago um I started to realize though that it just Uh, working within healthcare, since it is so downstream and so reactionary, I was finding that it just wasn't aligning with my values anymore. Um, And I didn't want to, I didn't want to sink anymore into the trauma level. I feel like Um, for acute instances, our healthcare system is very, very good it's very good at addressing those very acute, very quick kind of traumatic experiences. Although when it comes to chronic illness, I was finding that my values just were not aligning with that. And I I was starting to feel like, okay, I, I feel like we're missing the root. Where, where's the root of the issue? Um, and simply, so- and Simply I, masking it, right?
0: In the chronic side, we're using drugs to mask symptoms and this is where it's sick care people are coming in and they're not feeling well and here's something that will make you feel better but it's not actually resolving the underlying issue yeah and so Uh, i fully agree with you and i i we're excellent in acute care but chronic illness is where people are being really let down by the state of our medical system today No fault to the doctors. They're doing the best that they can and they're doing what they know and they're doing what they're taught as are the nurses, right? It's just that I feel like big pharma has such a stranglehold on what they're taught because they pay professors at universities. They pay and own medical schools and nursing schools. And you've been there. So much of your education is around prescription drugs and not around
1: food. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, food is not something that I learned in uh, my degree. It was something that I ventured out and learned about after the fact. And the thing is, it's a systems thing, I feel like, too. Like I feel like, uh, come right down to it, the people who work in the healthcare setting are absolutely doing their best. Like I have the utmost respect for um, healthcare and individuals working within healthcare right now, uh, obviously. 100%. Yeah. absolutely like I, I know because I've, I've been there too yeah. I know they're doing their best and I know that they care about the patients and they, they care about the patients just like they care about their own family I understand that absolutely um the I feel like the trouble is uh, the way that the system comes down it, it doesn't offer the time to really venture into okay um our body responds to what we do consistently over time okay let that let just let that sink in for a minute It takes consistency over time to create a situation within our body. So in order to fix a problem that's been created by our habits, that underlying habit actually needs to shift and and possibly change in order for us to create a new consistency and for us to create a new result. And so then that's what I mean when I say by getting to the root of the issue, we actually need to understand, okay, what was the habit? What was the thing that I was taking part in that may have created this or put stress in this certain area of my body? And how do I turn that around? So absolutely, like use the medication for what it's supposed to be used for, which is the the quicker fix for sure. Although get to that next layer of like, okay, how can I shift and how, how can I change my practices in order to start to reduce the discomfort that I'm feeling from this so that it's not bugging me anymore. And I don't have to deal with it anymore. Um, I feel like it's a very common misconception that once you get put on a medication, you're just on it, just need to take it for the rest of your life. That's what we're told in a lot of instances, yes, a lot of illnesses, not necessarily if 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 you can start to um, create these practices that are, are more health producing, well, then maybe not, like maybe you don't have to take that for the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you probably see this in your practice as well. A hundred percent. And that's
0: actually where in my practice, the lab tests come in because that ha- we run those tests to see what's going on inside the body. And very often, people don't realize that functional medicine tests are even available to them, let alone they're shipped to their home for them to do in the comfort of their home. And they're easy to do. And then, you know, get those results and then create a healing protocol for them that has them creating new habits that better serve their body while supporting with supplementation for where they're depleted and imbalanced to bring the body back into a state where once again, it can take over and heal itself. And that medication isn't needed forever and ever. So yeah. yeah, and that's part of you know the idea even behind this podcast is to get this information out, talk to experts like you and you know create ahas for people that might be struggling right now that there is another way and that they might've been told they have to be on their medication for the rest of their life but it doesn't have to be that way if they want to look for a different path.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to choices. Like I made a choice. I I made a choice. I had, I had that decision to make and I made a choice and um, thankfully it worked out very well. And I feel like part of the reason it did work out well is because I, I, I took, I I took control and I took responsibility for one. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to keep looking until I find the thing that is able to help me. And so now I've narrowed it down. You asked, okay, so how do I create this in my business? And how do I help others to come through this journey as well? Um, I narrowed it down because I find the whole um, nutrition or well, not nutrition, I'm going to separate it. So diet culture is very confusing. It's very very confusing people like the thing that's healthy and supposed to like the way to eat that's supposed to serve your body the best changes in this diet culture like every six months it switches over it's like oh you need to be pescatarian no you need to be vegan no you need to be carnivore no you need to right like it's it's back and forth and it's so confusing and i understand that and like fitness and uh what you need to do to kind of keep yourself keep your body fit and everything it seems like it's just changing it's constantly changing so i narrowed it down and i I've got it down to very simplified number one got to sort out sort out your sleep make sure you're sleeping if you're not sleeping if your body's not resting a lot of times it can come down to chronic stress or you just haven't created that um, haven't created that routine or for some reason the hormones that are supposed to settle you into sleep at night are depleted so address this first right? And then the next part is nutrition. Get, give your body those building blocks that it needs. Because like you said, it, the whole principle of homeostasis is your body is meant to bring itself back into balance. That's what it's meant to do. So you got to give it the building blocks though. It needs the pieces so that it can do that. So sleep, nutrition, and then add a little bit of movement and fresh air and you're good to go. Like it's uh, from all of the education and all the all the experience that I've created in my career to this point, it's, it, it just comes down to it's, it's simpler than I think most people are making it sleep. Yeah. Nutrition gets some movement in you're good to go. And I, I help and people fresh air.
0: And I a hundred percent agree with you on that. And, you know, work with my clients in the same, the same realm. Um, but it's still tricky because, you know, have you ever been taught how to sleep, right? We're born, we can sleep as babies. And so there aren't really sleep courses out there for people to take, but you know, it's something that I teach, it's something that you potentially teach. And, um, you know, maybe it's just that little bit of a wake up for people to realize, oh, you mean I can do more to learn how to sleep better. Or even if I just learn those habits that I've developed that are negatively impacting my sleep and change them, I can get to a place of better sleep. And then again, nutrition is confusing. And what I love to and work with people on is helping them discover the right way to eat for their unique body. It's not following the latest fad diet, as you were saying. And I know that's what you do as well to a far greater degree than I do. So yeah, just elaborate on that a little bit.
1: For sure. Yeah. So I, I started doing some meal planning for people because I was discovering it, a lot of it comes down to priorities. And just like myself and my own story, I was not prioritizing my sleep and I was not prioritizing my self-care. Those were like the last things on the list because I had other people to look after and I had, I, I I had other things that I was doing. Right. And so some of it comes down to prioritizing, although there are ways to make it easier. Um, I And there's, there's some common misconceptions around too. Like a lot of times I hear, oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, people think that in order to eat healthy, it's not going to taste delicious. Like it's not going to be good food. They, they have to make a choice. Either I'll eat healthy or I'll eat good food. I can't have both, right? And so then this is something that I address because it should be delicious and it should give you some enjoyment, right? When you're sitting down to eat your food, that's a huge piece of it because our body doesn't produce serotonin, which is a happy hormone. Our body doesn't produce it unless we're in a good mood and um, really eating our food Food in a way that we feel like it's serving us so there's a there's a lot of different pieces that go into it and so and I love to cook I find that this is my creative outlet I love to be in the kitchen I love to create new things although I got two young boys now I, I did have another son after my my first son that I told you about he was totally healthy totally different experience <laughs> which was great <laughs> um wasn't depleted because you weren't depleted <laughs> I figured it out, uh, uh, quite a bit better for the second one, which is good. Um, but yeah, I'm a mom of two boys they are five and seven and I homeschool and I run a business now. And, um, so I have all sorts of things that are on my plate. So I get it. Like we want to be able to do these things in the most efficient way possible. Right. And so then that's what I create for my clients is I actually do some meal planning. You get a bunch of new recipes, um, the the focus is on whole foods so food that looks as close to its grown form as possible is what we're looking for so so we essentially just get rid of a lot of the pre-packaged stuff um, i give you a lot of control to use your own ingredients and to really just um dig into like what are the flavors of the foods that i enjoy what are the pairings that i like together and so i, I make it easy for you because my meal plans they include the grocery list they include all the recipes you need for the week there's no waste at the end of the week. So it's a lot more uh, efficient financially as well, which is amazing because I I figured it out. I figured out that it was this piece. Like I was just kind of like flying by the seat of my pants all the time. I wasn't planning ahead. And that's when I would kind of slip into this um, routine of not not washing up the fresh foods and not buying the fresh foods and not using them as much. And I feel like that's part of the reason that I, I had the troubles that I did at that point in my life. And so um, I create this uh, solution for you or for my clients so that they are able to create delicious meals that their family actually enjoys, try something new and have their prep time down when it comes to making dinner to about 15 minutes, which is great.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And I can well imagine how many people that that can help. So um, just as we wrap up here, I have a couple questions to ask you um, that I love to ask at the end of the podcast, and then we'll have you share how people can get hold of you, because I bet there's lots of people out there that would love to have some meal plans that just make life easier when it comes to putting food on the table, healthy food on the table. But firstly, who is your ideal client?
1: Oh, my ideal client, honestly, I I love working with women. I love working with um, entrepreneurs or work, uh, women who are working on their own goals in their life, for sure. Um, I, I work with families a lot. So women with uh, younger kids who want snack options and lunch options for their kids, because my true passion is really... Um, not just creating a healthy lifestyle for myself and my own generation, but actually flipping the, flipping the narrative so that as kids grow up, they are, they're kind of showing that, no, it, it's, it's good to get into the kitchen and it's good to create our own, our own meals. And it's good to have an understanding about our food and where it comes from, because I feel that that's, that's the way that we kind of get to the root of what's going on in um, in in our healthcare system and uh just kind of in general how how health is going and how food is going right now i feel like that's how we get to the root of it is we give our kids an education about it we um teach them how to make their own food from from ingredients and get them curious about it and enjoying it as well so i really like working with moms um and who just want to provide well for their family and who want who do, who just want it to be easier already <laughs> that's, that's where i go a lot of moms are um I-, I tracked a lot of uh clients who are moms who are feeling stressed out they are feeling exhausted they're overwhelmed and they just want to create those better solutions for their their family and they want to feel like themselves again this is what i i hear a lot i just want to feel like me again so that's that's I hard.
0: love that and i love getting the kids involved and and having having the next generation have greater understanding about the fact that food is a form of medicine. And when we make the right choices and having them enjoy learning to cook with it and being able to make healthy meals for themselves and really empower them in that way. Um, What does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you?
1: Oh, boy, that means, honestly, that that takes me right back. That takes me right back to the evening that my husband and I are on the couch. And he looked at me and he just said, you know what, like, um, I love you, but I feel like you need to get professional help. That that to me was my wake up call. That was that that was my brick wall. Can we call it a brick wall? (laughs) That's what it means to me. It means my brick wall. And um, I I see it in the, I've seen it in the hospital too. Honestly, there's been so many times that I see families come in and they're supporting a family member who is palliative with some sort of uh, illness, usually cancer. And they just, health is something that I feel like we really take for granted until we don't have it anymore. Yeah. And it's not until we lose it that we start getting really curious about is this system working? Like, is is this what I want to rely on for myself and my and my children? Um, Yeah, interesting. I have a favorite quote
0: that is man can have a 1000 dreams until he doesn't have his health. And then he has but one. And so, yeah, your brick wall was your wake-up call, right? So now you've, you've been there, you've come out the other side, and I presume there won't be another brick wall because you're in tune with your body, you're listening to yourself, and you know when to shift and take action if you find yourself going down that path because our body is always talking to us. And... So what is a message that you would like to leave with the audience to inspire them to take action into their health journey, to stop taking their health for granted and to literally don't wait for your wake up call, take action now.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is what I wanna leave with them. Um, I, I always go back to this quote. The, the quote is by Oprah Winfrey and she says, "'The universe speaks in whispers first.'" And I always like to just change that quote a little bit to our body speaks and whispers first. And um, so, yeah, you do, like you said, our body is talking to us. Your body is talking to you and it is telling you things I always tell my clients, your body's, your body's talking to you all the time. It just doesn't speak English. So just need to, just need to lean in and understand what it's attempting to tell you. And so, yeah, ask for help. Like um, my, my, my biggest resistance it was it was just on the other side of that that actually helped me to start cr- to create the life that i wanted to live in and to create my healthy body again and to pass that those healthy habits through my family and my children it was just my resistance to ask for help so ask, ask for help. Cause there are a, so many people out here or out there, y- yourself and myself included that are equipped and full of passion and totally heart centered and just want to do their best to, to help you, um, get back into your healthy lifestyle again. And so yeah, ask for help, because your body is speaking to you. And if you're feeling like there are a few things that are nagging on you, if if your body's uh, giving you pain, or if you have discomfort after you eat certain things, or, or you feel like you're A lot of people, when they're just on the verge of burnout, they end up going into the doctor's office multiple times. They get their labs run. Everything's normal They're but they're tired all the time. They, they, they don't remember the last time that they were happy, like truly full of joy. Um, not sleeping. Like I said, their sleep schedule is all out of whack. Um, usually it's just before that time or right about that time. Um, that if you don't, turn it around and come back. A lot of times that's when illness strikes. I say that burnout or that point in your life is your body's lights and sirens sirens message that uh, you're going to get sick. So yeah, just, just ask for help. If you feel like this is you and you're definitely not getting the the care that you're looking for from the, the medical system or wherever you're seeking right now, there is a wider world out there. Just, make make a stand to do what it takes to just really get yourself back and in good working order and and feeling healthy and amazing again, because it is possible. It's out there, I promise. I was just going to say that it it can be
0: done. You just need to know that it can be done and then look for the practitioners on the holistic side of the healthcare industry that can help. So thank you so, so much for joining me here today. I loved this interview with you, Mandy. Please let the audience know how can they reach out to you? Where can they find you?
1: For sure, um, my website is uh, purevitainspires.com, so they can definitely go on there. All of I do seasonal meal plans, um, meal plan programs, and and group plans, so they can always find the next plan that's coming up on on the website. And um, I'm sure that you're going to post my Calendly link. I think I send it to you. My biggest thing is just jump into my calendar, book a call with me, because I love to get on the phone. I love to hear about uh, I love to hear about my clients and their goals, and then we sort out the. Best Way that I can help them for that as well. So, yeah, the website or jump in my calendar.
0: I love that. And I will definitely put all of that in the show notes so people know how to find you. So, thank you again so much for being here. And uh, to the audience, I look forward to having you join me again next week for another episode around food and how it truly is your best form of medicine. So, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Melissa Dealy and I'm a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner. And during this blissful parenting boot camp, I am gonna be talking about does the food your children eat cause behavioral issues? And we're gonna dig into that. And we're also gonna be talking about common and little known nutrient deficiencies that can impact kids' behavior. We're also gonna be talking about how we got here and what's going on in our world today that is triggering this, because we all know there are more diagnoses of kids with behavioral issues than at any other time in the history of the earth. So why is that happening? And I will also be talking about lab testing and ways that you can actually find out exactly what is going on inside your child's little body. Is it food intolerances? We can test for that. Do they have bacterial or yeast overgrowth? We can test for that. Or maybe they're deficient in their vitamins or their minerals, or maybe they've been exposed to some toxins that are in their body at a level that is too high for their body to be coping with. And we can test for that. So I look forward to having you join us at this workshop boot camp and digging deep with you to figure out what may be going on inside your child's body that is causing behavioral issues. So don't forget to register for the Blissful Parenting Behavior Bootcamp at blissfulparentingbootcamp.com. See you there. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.